I made, I made some pork belly burnt ends today. Ooh, not bad, not bad. I don't have a Thanks smoke. Thanks for the invite. co-host dan how you doing good we've, we've just dropped the the 3d from the name yeah again yep. we're just the, the fantasy football podcast the, like, the fantasy football podcast you know your one-stop shop for all terrible advice but fun commentary that's why uh that's why you should come listen to us on a on a that's weekly it. basis that's it uh, yeah but wow I'm, not, I'm, I'm doing well yeah i was uh i was telling telling dan off off air that I made some uh, burnt ends today and those turned out really really well I'm very happy I will not disclose how much I ate versus how much my wife ate but you know I ate some over under seven and a half and I will take the over (laughs) oh what an interception slash what a game we have here the Bills and the Patriots on a windy night in Orchard Park oh Who's that? Johnu Smith. Johnu Smith going up to get the get the catch. So Just week to, uh, week thirteen was a uh, was a action packed week, I guess we could say. Not a weird week, not a boring week. I will say that was a good one. That was a good week. Definitely, if you're watching or if you have Red Zone, you got the most out of your money there. But uh, I will say, watching that Detroit game, I was on the edge of my seat. Never thought I'd be cheering for Detroit as much as I did. Um, hey, gotta Sunday. give them credit. They they fought hard and they got that win. I mean, they're not a one in ten team, and we've said that before. Nope, but, but they uh, are one ten and one team. And and Jared Goff finally has a win uh, without Sean McVay. And it's it's real hard to sh- to watch that team and know what quarterbacks go through under that organization like even Stafford came out and said yeah I'm I'm actually a good player but it was just the lines that bring you down trust me trust me I'm a good player <laughs> yeah and uh so kind of seeing the same effect with Jared Garf but uh we've already seen Jared Garf do bad so it's the yeah. same same record for us over here but we'll uh Continue to root for the underdog, for me at least, and uh, we'll see how far the Detroit goes. But let's get into some awful stream recaps from last week. So, Dan, I'll let you take it away. Yeah, well, you know, we're, we're about owning our mistakes on this show, and we've done that before. And this this week, uh, going to need Dylan to, to pony up and own some of his streams of the week last week, which did not pan out and... True to Dylan's nature, you go big or you go home, and this time you're going home. Uh, Tyrod Taylor had a solid 1.3 points prior to exiting the game. Thanks for coming out, Tyrod. Uh, Minnesota, against those very Detroit Lions that you were cheering for, put up a solid five points on defense. And as everybody knows, if you follow our post on Instagram, 3D Fantasy Football, you lost our kicker matchup early on on Thursday when Greg Zerline outscored good old Brett Maher. Brett Maher. Um, on the flip side, you know, 
my my Sony Michelle stream panned out pretty good with 24 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greg Greg the leg pulling in 11 of his own. Djax didn't have a great day. Foster Moreau didn't have a great day. So yeah, my my Raiders picks didn't uh, didn't really do so well. But Taylor Heineke had an okay, you know, 15 points from a, a stream. Not no one's going to remember that performance. But hey, he got the win. The Washington football team is still in the mix for that division. They have a huge game against Dallas uh, this week, one that I will be tuning into for sure. But that's just us owning our our streams. A couple hits, a few more lows. Yeah, and, and I'll a say, a one-sided equation. for all of my misses, I've kind of been watching all the games, as we all have, and teams that you don't think will win have been winning games, so... I kind of took that mentality and channeled it, but did not quite pan out this last week. And that's what we're about. But what uh, what did pan out, and that's the same consistent thing, is player called Leonard Fournette. Yeah, Lenny. Like it, you look back on drafts and and where you know where Leonard Fournette was going, and I I guarantee that I'd put money that a lot of teams with Leonard Fournette on the roster are headed to the play the fantasy playoffs because of how your roster got constructed and where you were able to get Fournette probably as a depth piece. And now he's locked in as an RB one. Um, he has the most receptions for a running back in the league. Yeah. And I, I don't think coming in, you know, people didn't view Leonard Fournette as, as a pass catching back. Like they went and got Gio Bernard and everyone was like, Oh, Gio Bernard is going to get the pass catching work and you know who knows about Ronald Jones and Fournette on early downs he is 58 I believe 58 receptions which is wild and he also is second most in red zone opportunities at like every part of the red zone so like 20 15 10 5 he second in all those categories so I mean hats off to you if if you, you drafted Leonard Fournette or if you traded for him early on yeah, I was uh, going to say Leonard Fournette went around that round 10 to round 12, depending on where you kind of probably drafted him. And here are some of the names that went in that round. If you're in a redraft league, at least you might have gotten names like T. Higgins, DJ Chark, Cortland Sutton, Robert Tunyon, Devonta Smith, um, maybe Kenyon Drake, David Johnson, Mike Kosicki. Jonah Smith, Tyler Boyd, so he kind of falls around there, but also Jalen Waddle, the rookie, kind of fell around there. So some good picks. James Conner also around that. So if you are able to get away with either James Conner, Leonard Burnett, Jalen Waddle, you kind of you're scoring at this later part of the season for sure. Yeah, see, in in, in my league, Leonard Burnett won the eighth round, uh, so a little bit earlier, but alongside guys like Debo Samuel. Um, his teammate Tom Brady was taken right around there in this league. But yeah, similar. Yeah, James Conner, DJ Chark. So my league looked like they're taking some of these names a little bit earlier than you know the one you you're referring to, but uh, still eighth round value for you know a clear cut RB one. Again, hats off to you if that was you. Um, I'm a little upset it wasn't me. <laughs> I took Michael Thomas in the eighth round. Thank you very much. Me too. And I'm, but I'm headed to the playoffs, so dodge that one. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of Leonard Fournette and his previous place of employment, 
in Duval, Florida. Duval. Duval County. Um, yeah, the Jags, they've fallen to a new low, and I didn't think that was possible given last season. You know, one of 15, and not from a record standpoint. They aren't, they're, they're two and 10. Technically, that's better. Um, but Urban Meyer is now more concerned about sending messages to his players than actually playing them. Uh, so for the second straight week, James Robinson, early fumble. I, I mean, I, I watched, I was watching this game. Aaron Donald literally ripped the ball from his hand. I mean, Aaron Donald's a, a massive, massive human being. He ripped it, like forcefully took this ball from James Robinson. James Robinson sat the bench until the final drive of the first half because of that. Not because of his injury, which was a you know heel or whatnot, but because he fumbled. James Robinson is their best player on that team until Trevor Lawrence figures it out. Best player. And he sat the bench. And then afterwards, he was asked, you know, about that. But then he put him in at the end of the game when the game was way out of hand, knowing that he was nursing somewhat of an injury. I don't know what's going on, but this Urban Meyer experiment, uh, I, I don't know if there's a year two. Uh, this, I think this could be a one and done kind of situation. I, I think you really have to question you know, how much you're going to rely on James Robinson down the stretch here. They have a really good schedule. Um, they have Tennessee, Houston, and the Jets. But just know that he's one one fumble away from potentially being removed from the, the rest of the game, I think, if it happens again. And you don't really know if that's going to happen or not. So good luck to you. Yeah. And that's so- my soapbox about the Jags. Some other players that, uh, speaking of people to worry about, uh, Lamar, Lamar and Mahomes, excuse me, are kind of disappointments this season, at least this point of the season. Well, um, obviously, very good news for Kyler Murray. Uh, fans slash owners came back. Maybe you were nervous on putting him in your lineup with the whole ankle and game time decision. Uh, but... He gets you about 30 points in most leagues, and you're happy, but can't really say the same for Lamar Mahomes. Guys that you probably drafted really, really early on. Players that you are looking towards and relying on for points. Real hard to kind of bench them or stream people at this point, right? What do you? What are your thoughts on that? Well, and I know you asked me last week about Lamar Jackson and and I said no you know you you roll him out you start him again yeah it was a divisional matchup against Pittsburgh Pittsburgh played them pretty well um I mean Pittsburgh's defense is still not not what it used to be they're both just in a weird kind of funk I mean with Mahomes and Kansas City the identity of Kansas City's team has shifted mid-season so early on, their defense was atrocious. You know, all of September, Patrick Mahomes was was humming. He was doing his regular thing. And then the offense sputtered a bit, and the defense started playing really good. Like, the last four or five weeks, that Kansas City defense has, you know, just been shutting teams down. And 
now it's to the point where the offense doesn't need to go out and, and chuck bombs to Tyreek Hill. They have, they're starting to establish this run game with Edwards, Allaire and, and Williams. So it's, it's diversifying a bit. And I think you still got to start Patrick Mahomes. Like, yeah, like as a as a fan, if you're a fan of the Chiefs, great. Mahomes is getting it done for you. Somehow getting it done, being gritty, being grimy, getting those points. Fantasy owner-wise, not happy. His last two games, this past game, 13 fantasy points. Last game before the bye, eight fantasy points. Just not what you're looking for. His Kind of his best game came three games ago, but uh, his past six games uh, involved eight points, 15, 10, 8, 13, and the 136. But someone that you may have drafted in the first or second round, maybe even the third round, that's not the consistency that you're looking for. So No, and that's the narrative around taking quarterbacks early in in regular leagues. Like we're not talking about two two QB leagues. We're not talking about super flex. Like regular one quarterback leagues, because when this happens, you're this kicking is, yourself. Well, yeah, it's the same kind of thing with tight ends, right? Like Travis Kelsey was a first round pick. He's he's not eventually eventually it was going to fall off, right? Like for the last couple of years, Travis Kelsey has delivered at that value and then some, and he's still the the tight end number. He's still the number one tight end. But he's no longer that like top wide receiver. Like he was posting wide receiver number three and in a running back three numbers. Like overall, not not RB3, like the RB3. Um, and he's not doing that anymore. So it's the same kind of situation, but at the same time, you're you're still gonna start you gotta start these guys because of of what they are. I mean, yeah, you could you could swap someone out if you think you've got a better option on your waiver wire, but yeah, from a talent from a talent perspective, I no, I, I think you you still roll with both of them. I was gonna uh, say, especially down the stretch. From a talent and weapons perspective, you just have QBs that have so much. If it's Lamar, versatility with his legs. If yes, yeah. uh, Mahomes, lots of passing weapons. Uh, on the flip side, Lamar. His last four starts, because we know one of his games he was absent from, he had 18, 13, 16, and 32. So if you're kind of looking down the stretch, um, these are not easy matchups. For for Lamar, the next couple of weeks, Cleveland, Green Bay, Cincinnati, and Rams. And then hopefully you don't have a Week 18 league if you do talk to commissioner yeah um and for mahomes on the other hand he has let me just pull that up vegas chargers pittsburgh cincinnati so one one viewpoint is they gotta throw they gotta keep playing so they won't just quit out early and run the ball but um yeah, unfortunately, it's just players you got to start. I mean, uh, you can take a risk if there's a Taysom Hill. That's another guy that can run, use his legs. But, like, there's, at this point in the season, not much you can do with your waiver wire. No, I think it's more about, you know, stashing some high-value running backs. Um, yeah, maybe a second defense 
to to really like play your matchups in you know these coming weeks and so that that brings me to kind of a point on the running back stashes that I wanted to talk about and and one one guy that we that I mentioned last week around the streams being Sony Michelle I think Sony Michelle is a top RB stash like even if Daryl Henderson is practicing this week if you picked him if you picked up Sony Michelle don't go dropping him um, I think that's a player that you lock into your bench for the rest of the season. Uh, for whatever reason, I, I honestly do think he's going to start to get mixed in more after that performance. Um, I read something similar to the way that um, CJ Anderson was used to spell Todd Gurley a couple of years back when Gurley's knee started flaring up, that that's the plan of, of what McVeigh may want to do with Sony Michelle and Daryl Henderson down the stretch here. Uh, Samaji P. Ryan, I would would be somebody that I'd be looking to keep on my bench. Joe Mixon had a little bit of a head injury uh, yesterday. He was out for a couple of plays and he was back in, but there's still some questions about whether or not that was the right thing to do. And we'll see how he practices this week. Uh, Naheem Hines. I mean, anything happens to Jonathan Taylor down the stretch, Naheem Hines steps into that role. And uh, Khalil Herbert uh, for the back. I mean, David Montgomery has reestablished himself as a leader in that Bears backfield, and he's about the only weapon the Bears have. Uh, so Khalil Herbert proved he could do the job when he was asked. He'd be another guy I would be looking to keep on the bench, aside from, you know, the big names, the Tony Pollards, the Madisons. Um, those guys aren't going anywhere. They're staying on your team. A real, real deeper uh, running back that I might throw into the mix um, is Peyton Barber. Kenyon Drake left the game with a season-ending ankle injury is very upset about it as a lot of drake fans are Drizzy. um so he if you are a um josh jacobs josh jacobs thank you there that's the word i was looking for that's who um, plays football that's who plays football sometimes some weeks uh if you're a jacobs owner he's worth a stash on your bench but also if you're a jacobs owner this kind of means a little more volume and that could be a little bit of an uptick and not a huge timeshare with Drake. So, you know, look at it how you may, but, uh, yeah, he had no season high numbers worked. this week. Uh, Josh Jacobs did both as a runner and as a pass catcher, obviously without Darren Waller, um, and nothing really happening with Deshaun Jackson. It was basically Josh Jacobs and Hunter Renfro getting things done. For the Raiders, and I think you'll see that continue at least if Waller is out again this week, which now he's been originally it was week to week, now he's being considered day to day. So we will monitor that on a day to day basis. Uh, well, there's a couple, couple other others. Yeah, this was a relatively good week given the recent weeks that we've had. I think the most serious um, Adam Thielen's believed to have suffered a high ankle sprain. Um, they play a Thursday night already. I would not expect Adam Thielen to be out there. I don't know if we'll see Adam Thielen again this season. I think it'll depend on the severity of it. But if it is indeed a high ankle sprain for receivers, um, we saw what it did to, you know, like Michael Thomas last year. It, it really does take a while to recover properly and heal properly for that. What does this mean? Justin Jefferson, thanks for coming out. <laughs> He's just going to get peppered with targets, um, especially while Cook remains out. What it, what I would think would open up a little bit is for Tyler Conklin. 
Um, he did get some additional usage. Again, he would be a guy that I would be streaming at the tight end position for this week on a short week and potentially as long as Thielen is out. Um, we mentioned Daryl Henderson. He didn't play one snap. He was active, but didn't play a single snap. We'll see what happens this week. Just something to keep an eye on. Um, Logan Thomas on the Washington football team. They thought he tore his ACL. He didn't, but probably going to miss this week. Again, not a huge issue. If you lost Logan Thomas, go grab Tyler Conklin. And Keenan Allen on the COVID list today. Now, no confirmation as to whether or not Keenan Allen is vaccinated or not. If he is vaccinated, he'll need to produce the two negative tests back-to-back, so there's still a chance he plays Sunday. If your reports come out that he's not vaccinated, then you will not see Keenan Allen um, this Sunday. If you are a Keenan Allen owner, you just better hope and pray that he kind of is and then get some negative tests and is able to play. If not, start making some changes to your rosters and yeah, big bump to Mike Williams. I, you know, Jared Cook becomes a streaming option at the tight end. Austin Eckler, I would imagine, will go bananas mm-hmm. uh, catching dump outs from uh, from Herbert or Herbie, as you like to call him. Herbie. Um, and then your boy Tyrod Taylor, stream of the week, uh, is out. As is Daniel Jones, and that produces some tasty defensive matchups, particularly. Uh, for the Chargers defense, playing those New York Giants. The Seahawks play the Texans. I mean, you could start any defense against the Texans, and the fact that, the fact that David Mills is starting now. Seahawks all of a sudden become an option uh, for Week 14. But my top defensive play is the Packers defense yes. at home in Lambeau, coming off a bye against the Chicago Bears, who may still be rolling out Andy Dalton. I will take the Packers. Yeah. And to uh, jump back for a quick second, back to the Chargers, there was um, 11 players that tested positive or have been placed on the COVID list. And uh, as we kind of mentioned, Keenan Allen, um, maybe I think Austin Eckler was questionable uh, due to an injury. Um, But uh, did not see that. Just be kind of on the lookout to see if that's anything serious. If Austin Eckler is, in fact, injured, kind of look the way of Justin Jackson or Joshua Kelly as a second and third stringers. Justin Jackson is currently listed as the second string running back. So uh, if anything happens to Eckler, he is kind of the next in line, but um, most likely yeah. not, not severe. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I'm just seeing this now. It just bumps and bruises. He's expected to practice. Um, I I would proceed with caution with that backfield if it's not named Austin Eckler. And we saw this a bit last year when he missed time between Justin Jackson, Josh Kelly, and and Larry Roundtree. Roundtree! Who wasn't on the team. He's a rookie. But the other two just, they're, they're not they're not Austin Eckler. They don't bring that same element. They're, they're not as talented of a running back. I would stay away from it, even in a good matchup. I mean, you'd have to be—I'd have to be pretty desperate to roll out Justin Jackson or Josh Kelly. Let's put it this way: Justin Jackson or Rex Burkhead. Uh, Justin Jackson, if if Eckler's out. 
Justin Jackson or Naheem Hines? Uh, Justin Jackson, because the Colts are on by. Ooh, good, uh, good answer. Good question. So, <laughs> okay, uh, Justin Jackson or uh, Abdullah? I would go Amir Abdullah. Uh, Justin Jackson, just for kicks, or... Spence is killing me. Peyton Barber. Justin Jackson. Okay. There yeah. you have there's yeah. the there's the final yeah, so that's line. that's the level of desperation. Yes. Okay, real question. Justin Jackson or Jonathan Taylor? Hardest question you'll have all day. Well, same answer as Naheem Hines. <laughs> um Anyways, so that's your injury roundup this week and um, kind of the news that was if you're heading into a desperation week, which I am in my leagues right now, kind of just struggling to stay in it. Um, good luck to you. And we got some players that you should kind of look out on your waiver wire that might help you this week. And uh, normally I throw it to Dan and I'm going to throw it to me for this for the first time well, i've already i've already ripped through all mine yeah dan's kind of already talked about his players a little bit and uh we talked about amir abdullah he uh coming off a of bye obviously christian mccaffrey out and you have him and um rb one and a half uh in hubbard but there's a good chance these two uh, share some time and news came out on sunday that office in the coast Offensive coach Joe Brady got fired, um, so that might shake up the shocking. team a little bit. And so, so shocking. Five and seven, very content with that. So, nope, Panthers organization is not. So, worth a look. He's probably on your waivers right now if you're looking for someone to stream, maybe in a flex spot uh, or in a desperation situation that you're looking between Rex Burkhead and Amir Abdullah. It's kind of a worth peeking at and uh um as dan kind of alluded to he really likes the matchup of green bay and i really like mvs in this situation there's uh, a lot of good and um mvs over the past three weeks has been posting uh, decent numbers but uh he's worthwhile to pick up and play if you have a bunch of people on by and uh Quarterback stream for me. I'm going back to <laughs> back back to the well. And oh man, go get Cam Newton. If At least this will be the last time that listeners have to hear. Yes, this will be the last time I tell you to stream him this year. That's it. You stream him this one time against Atlanta. Should do something way better than he should have done against the Dolphins. And you know, yeah. new offensive coach. Who knows and uh, anything could happen in this game, and I could be wrong about this, but I'll yeah, I will say, you know what? And I, I've I've been a really big advocate this season more than in years past. That if you're in a situation where you're, you're desperate or you're just you know, have fun, like have yeah. fun playing this. And I started Gardner Minshew this past week in a two quarterback league. And I loved every minute of it. I didn't oh. win, but I wasn't going to win anyway. It was worth but it. But I thoroughly enjoyed plugging Gardner Minshew, X-Jag, 
I don't if if you want to see just pure joy, go look up Gardner Minshew and his dad oh, after that game in the parking lot. It was great. Like just a great moment. And uh have fun. Play play guys that, you know, give you a reason to watch a game. If you're debating between two guys who are basically level. Um, that's what I've been saying to a lot of people. You know, they ask like, who should I start? This guy or that guy? I say, do you want to watch this game or the other game? Put the guy in the game you want to watch. Give you a reason to watch the game. And segueing to my last stream of the week or stream for this week is Nick Westbrook Akine, no, not the NBA player, the football player, uh, takes on Jacksonville, Dan Dan's uh, trustworthy team, and last not last week because they were on bye, but the week before, uh, Westbrook Akine was two two of five for 25 yards. And the touchdown. So, you know, it is kind of a TD or bust situation. But, again, as we're alluding to, if you want to take a little risk, take a little gamble, have a little fun, he's kind of worthwhile the next two weeks. And um, It's a big week for the the Titans. I mean, I've already – I said a couple weeks ago I was uh, full red alert on the Titans. I will not start anyone on the Titans. Um, If This is a big game for them in terms of proving if they have any business even being in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, if they lose to Jacksonville, I mean, which they very well could. Just if, if Urban Meyer goal. doesn't doesn't Oscar Meyer the team. Yeah, if you lose to Houston and Jacksonville, it's it's not a pretty Oof. not a pretty legit. But uh yeah, Nick Westbrook Akine is worthwhile at least for one week, maybe two with um, Julio Jones activated and he could return within his 21 day window. So that gives you at least till week 16, maybe he might be activated sooner. So if you're looking I for a I would be surprised one, to see Julio Jones out there this week. Yeah. I, I mean, could, it's a must win game. The Colts are, are nipping at their heels. Um, as far as, you know, taking that division, uh, Tennessee loses a few too many more in a row and they're going to lose themselves right out of a playoff spot. So it should uh, should be an interesting matchup for sure to see where they end up. Um, but yeah, those are my streams of the week. And I think that brings us to the end of the podcast today. Dan, you got any closing? Just our kicker battle. Oh, yes. How could I forget? Well, it's an easy segment to not pay attention to. <laughs> Especially when you're losing. Me, me. Well, I am three and one so far in our kicker picks. Thank and you, surprise, Randy. Surprise. I am one and three, just in case you didn't know. Shocking. We don't play against anyone else. Nope. Um, I'll, I'll keep it simple because I'm uh, I'm sticking with the, the horse that got me here. And, and I'm going with Greg Zerline again. He's still only owned in the 30s. Um, gets the Washington football team this week. I think they, they move the ball very well on them. Uh, I think Dallas will continue to struggle a little bit in the red zone because of whatever's going on in their running game. Uh, so I think Greg Zerline's fine. That is my pick. I'll give you a second name because if you think, oh, Dan, you just picked the same guy, what a dud. Um, Matt Prater is still in the 30s as far as ownership. Last time he played the Rams, he put up 15 points, and that was in L.A. Now they're at home in Arizona. So... Matt Prater with Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins back. You could ride Matt Prater for the rest of the season. 
Yeah. Uh, they have a pretty good schedule. So, but I'll stick with Zerline as my official pick. Yeah. For my official pick, I am taking Crosby as he takes on Chicago. So that could be just coming off by obviously that entire team. And you never know. He could <laughs> miss it all or he could get them all in. And I guess keep um, an eye on the weather in Lambeau. Yes. So it should be a very interesting matchup. And my unofficial kicker um, is Carolina's very own Zane Gonzalez. He has done really well for me in the past. And, you know, if you're just looking for a one-week streamer and if Cam is not able to run in touchdowns, he is at least able to get it into the red zone or a kickable distance. So, uh, And we do know Carolina is not afraid to kick the ball. Um, so yeah, he's, he's worth a pickup and that's about it. That's all folks. Thanks for, thanks for tuning in for, for our week 14 segment. I almost thought this was week 13. Um, and going into, going into week 14. Yeah. If your playoffs are starting this week, good luck. If it's do or die last week, the regular season for you also good luck. And we will see you next Monday. Well, we won't see you because we never really see you. We just we'll see each you. other. We got to hear us. We both got a face for radio. So that's how you'll see us. Yeah. And we don't have working phones that take outside calls. So we can't hear you. Yep. So, um, so sponsor yeah, us. You'll, you'll hear <laughs> us. And, and that'll be the end of that. That's it. And so, that'll be the end of this episode. Thank you for tuning in to the 3D Fantasy Football Podcast with your host, Dylan and Dan. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs> dip, dip. Potato. Let's be louder. Shit.